living in a western country you can feel like you're you're alone or something like that like i felt the opposite obviously like when i looked myself in the mirror i wasn't the happiest like i didn't feel uh i didn't feel comfortable so i was like okay i don't care i'm gonna get my six pack eventually i got results just because i was consistent yeah my confidence went from nothing to to very much when i got my six pack and i was like okay if i got this then i can definitely get bigger as a vegetarian how can you gain muscle and uh, if i was asking someone they were always like you need to eat meat and what what started to happen is that people started to say it's like chocolate to me and in the back of my head i was like i want to have some brand but i was like okay if i want to be something i need to go off to a place where there's already people that has become something my guest today is a fitness influencer a personal trainer an entrepreneur and the founder of chakade from stockholm sweden welcome on garsing how are you doing brother Thank you so much. That sound, that intro sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Um I've been uh, at work today. I woke up at like 5ish so I'm pretty tired right now, but I feel like I'm in mean, like in a chill mo- mode right now, which is really nice. Yeah, we're like a nice chilled conversation on yeah. a Sunday evening. <laughs> exactly. Um what I like to do at the beginning of every podcast is basically ask about your upbringing. your uh how you were raised where you were uh, raised and things like that cuz i know you're from sweden um yeah. so what was that like growing up in sweden and um what was your childhood like uh oh okay we have to go we have to go back <laughs> um so my ch- my childhood actually was i would say it was the best part of my life like um i grew up in uh, in this city actually where i'm living right now in tumba which is south of stockholm and i went to like i went to i, I have three siblings which are all older than me one uh, uh first i have my sister the oldest and then i have a brother and then another sister and then it's me boy so, girl boy girl <laughs> yeah okay exactly. boy girl boy even <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i was surrounded about with a lot of people and like upnebande which felt really nice mm-hmm. i didn't feel like i was you know living in a western country you can feel like you're you're alone or something like that like i felt the opposite because it, i was surrounded like gurdwara community and friends that lived nearby like my family friends they always came over we always went to their house so it was like very very easy for me to to grow up as a sikh as a punjabi there wasn't any issues um and the biggest like the best thing about the whole thing is actually that i went to from kindergarten up to i don't know do you say kindergarten or um yeah i think we have nursery in the uk but kindergarten everyone knows kindergarten everyone knows yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so, yeah so uh so from that up to uh 6th grade i went to i went with a punjabi friend of mine uh so we basically grew up together yeah 
uh, inside and outside of the school. Like we were together 24 seven. And that felt really good. Like, you know, no one would pick on us because we were two, obviously. If someone said anything to me, he backed me up, I backed him up. And eventually everyone stopped because it was like, okay, there's no meaning with, you know, Pangelani, <laughs> and what was even better is that um, before us, my brothers, my sisters, his brother, sister went to that school and went to the same like uh, secondary school, everything. So, so all the teacher, the principals, they knew like who Sikhs are, uh, and and you know there wasn't any any issue. You know, kids has issue with patke or gutiya or whatever. Um, luckily I didn't have any of it. And, uh, so I would say like my growing up, uh, has like looking back, I'm, I'm so happy with, with my childhood and, and where I came from. Yeah. I feel like everywhere you go, there is sort of, um, there's always that sort of fear, isn't there? Of just sticking out. Like even in the UK, there's, there, yeah. there is a lot, like the, there is a big seat community up and down the country. Not so much in Newcastle, where I'm from, but obviously, like, down south, when you go to London, Birmingham, it's quite yeah. popular. Um, and, like, I think everybody knows there's a big Sikh community there. But where, when I was at school, I had a Gukti as well. And it is a... Although people know of Sikhs, it's still kids are going to be kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, yeah, if you're going to get picked on, it doesn't matter if you're... Uh, if you've got a patka or you're just fat, which unluckily for me, I was both. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah. Um, it, it doesn't matter which one that we're going to pick, that we're going to pick something. Um, you, you spoke about it there, like there was a Sikh community in Sweden. I was unaware of this, obviously, until uh, more recently, you posted a lot of photos of the farmers' protests on your um, Instagram stories when, when yeah. the rally occurred. Um, is has there always been quite a big Sikh community in in Sweden? No, no, it hasn't. Like my my dad and like that's my dad was like one of the first here, and well, actually my daddy, so my my dad's older brother, he was the first one together with a few people, and this was in the eighties, I think. Uh, yeah, I think eighties, maybe like late seventies. Um, so, and there were just a few people that, that was, that came together and was like, okay, let's, let's have a good letter. Everything started with a, with a small house, like a cabin type. And then it just grew and grew. And now it's, it's now, you know, their relatives are, are bringing their people here. So it's hardly, hardly, it's getting more and more still not even close to, Norway or Denmark I would say they are they are still more than than we are um but we are growing slowly slowly so we are we are a bunch of people now like when you are in the Gurdwara like it's a lot of people we need a bigger Gurdwara now yeah yeah that's good yeah most of the time it feels like um when when immigrants go from India to other countries or any immigrants in general they they tend to gravitate towards the capital because that's probably where most of the money is yeah. so obviously you say that you're close to Stockholm yeah is the other little sections of Sweden that also have uh, so, any- yeah mm-hmm. I will I would say the second two biggest cities which is uh, Göteborg and Malmö yeah and uh, both of them are uh, um, south of Sweden uh so i was uh, stockholm is the most northern like if you go up more than this uh, it becomes like um 
like opened ev- everywhere like it's not it's not really a big city anywhere yeah uh so where is most the most jobs the most industries the most it's in the biggest city so i would say that's why uh stockholm is is one of them uh and then the thing is why we aren't as big as other countries i would say it's the language barrier so for like for people to coming here from india they already know a little bit of english so of course they will go to canada us and because they don't need to you know learn a whole new language um so i would say that that's why maybe scandinavia lit- is a little bit behind this uh everyone else um so but yeah slowly slowly it's it's just getting bigger and bigger yeah like the language is a funny one we were just speaking before about yeah. i was trying to do an intro in in swedish and i googled the translation i was like, i'll i'll skip that today <laughs> it seems like it's got a bit of like um it's it's got a few things like so when i put and it's n which is similar to french but then it oh, also okay. had like a bit of german sort of in there as well i don't know yeah like... it's a lot of mix like norwegian danish swedish german uh like german is close to danish mm-hmm. danish is close to norwegian norwegian is close to swedish <laughs> right so like when danish people talk i don't understand anything okay. but but i do i do understand they understand me more and i understand norwegian and norwegian understand swedish so it's like you know it's it's close but yeah. still it's hard to to uh to understand like german when they talk i'm just like huh <laughs> like, what <laughs> so uh but yeah it's influenced a little bit from here and there obviously like swedish we have some words from english as well and uh, so you know it's all mixed a mix a mix yeah because yeah. that was a question i was going to ask is if all three of them can can understand each other because obviously going back to like india when people speak Urdu, Punjabi, Hindi, they were yeah. quite similar, but they're slightly different, but you can understand yeah. each other. Yeah. That is, a, that is very interesting. Another thing that um, I think was on your story maybe in December was that the entire month of December has no sunlight in Sweden. Yeah, not not that is not like, it's not very common that it doesn't have any, any sunlight like we do right. have. Okay. Uh, but just that month was it month or was it weeks i don't know i don't remember what i said i think uh i think it was i wrote, I wrote down month so yeah it could be a month yeah. like it, basically what it was is that during that period is the 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 shortest day days we have mm-hmm. so the sunrise is like at nine something and sunset it's like then uh, with you or like 2 30 or something like that yeah and and during this time like we could have sun obviously but it was so cloudy and rainy so we didn't have any sun oh no so, yeah that's the reason like one whole month and i was like are you serious like and then you know when you because you don't realize you know one month you just be like you wake up you're like okay it's dark and it's dark <laughs> and you just get into this depression and you know you you feel like you don't have any energy i'm like that like i'm if it's sunny outside i'm like boom i have so much energy and i want to do stuff as soon as it get darker i get darker yeah. so uh so that period it was dark and you know uh, yeah so yeah that really happened it's not common but it happens and on the, on the other hand in the summertime it's like from 4 in the morning to like 12 
in the night, we have daylight. Okay. So that is awesome. Like then yeah, you forget yeah. all about winter. You like <laughs> Sweden, mm, you know, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> like, you know, you don't you don't even realize there's such this so long day, you do so much, you're outside all the time. And and so yeah, summertime is awesome. I was like, if you guys wanna come to Sweden, come summer times and I'm you you won't wanna go back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until it get darker, you will be like, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something that we're going to touch on a bit later on is obviously fitness, but I imagine you'd be having to take a lot of vitamin D supplements uh, during yeah, the winter time. I mean, vitamin D, we start as soon as possible, like, because the, the vitamin is important for your immune system. It's, it's uh, you know, and for, because of, we don't get the sunlight, we need the, the vitamins. Uh, so that's like super important. And so, but you want to go get into that later or you want to, well, I've got a bit like when we, when we talk about fitness, we could talk about yeah. a bit of nutrition and, and yeah, supplements and things that like later. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing, well, linking to immune system and, and, uh, vitamin D is, is COVID obviously it's not been very nice for the past yeah. 12, 13 months now. It's not been very good. Has Sweden handled it well or like how's how's it been please in my my opinion is that sweden has been like one of the worst countries of oh, really? how, how they yeah how they handle this situation the thing is of course everyone will have their own opinions so of what's right and wrong but like my if we look at the world right now and we see like okay who is the most successful in this we talk about countries like new zealand uh, Taiwan, like Singapore, like they closed down everything. No one goes in, no one goes out. They handled the, you know, they, they were looking at, okay, where's the problem? Okay, quarantine, stuff like that. They did everything that was necessary. Sweden, in the other hand, was like, okay, let's see what happens. Right. It was more like, okay, let's, because they really, really, uh, they, they care about their economy. Yeah. They were they were scared about okay if we close everything down there won't be any export import and and the economy will go down. So right before Corona, the 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 crown like the Swedish crown the the val, um, currency right. uh, went up like first time in in ver like very long like so so it's more uh, valuable than euro right now. Okay. And it hasn't been for a very long time. So my, like my thinking and some of my friends is like, okay, they didn't want to lose that. So they were like, okay, let's just see what happens. And, and you know, they had this good, good idea about, um, I don't know what to call in English, but it's like um, they wanted people to have that so they get immune. Uh, so, they, so they start like, we call it flock immunity. And that means oh yeah, like, herd immunity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was their goal, uh, but you know, because because of they didn't lock lock down, people came back from like people. So many people were in Italy. You know, when it was so much in Italy. Yeah. Swedes, they were there going skiing. They came back and and brought COVID with them, mm -hmm. and you know, instead of checking them at the airport, giving them hotels like every good country has done. Yeah. Uh, they were like, okay, go go back home, and stay inside. Uh, 
like devil their their rule like go don't go outside go back home and then you can also like okay how are they gonna get home yeah they're gonna go buses they're gonna take taxis you know and they're gonna meet people mm-hmm. uh, so that's just what happened they met people and and that happened and sadly uh, the virus got into uh el- 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 elderly homes yeah yeah elderly yeah homes. and we lost so many el- el- like older people mm-hmm. uh so like and still i think we're like sixth place of most cases in the whole world in in, in if you look at uh, population right, uh okay. so my opinion sweden handled it really really bad uh and they were all they were like so slow at everything like i think like three days ago i was at the gym first time that they did like between a uh, treadmills they did like um plastic uh, barriers pla- like like two two three days ago wow like come yeah. on yeah <laughs> you yeah know? exactly everyone was it. like laughing about it but are you serious like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah uh so yeah and now you know when when england uk had like another virus yeah uh now they they closed um they closed for from denmark and and england so no one can get here from england uh but so they they learned something i guess like mm-hmm. they realized okay we can't do this um so yeah that's basically my my opinion i'm not so proud <laughs> yeah to be fair like um what when you were speaking there i can just see so many parallels between how sweden handled it from what you're saying in England handle it like exactly the same so we waited way too long prioritized the economy first um all elderly homes got like riddled with this virus it it wasn't it wasn't very nice and there is a lot of similarities from from what you're saying um but as you you guys have so many cases we we I think passed over 100,000 deaths recently which is crazy yeah yeah uh, like within the past couple of weeks but it's um like you mentioned there we have a new strain but denmark also had a new strain early like yeah. a few months ago didn't it so yeah. did you lock off from them straight yeah. away right straight away yeah yeah so no one from no no one from denmark can get here and no one can, from sweden can go to denmark yeah that's similar to us right now because we've got this new strain and you're not supposed to like nobody's supposed to come in or leave yeah. but then if you're an influencer then you can go to dubai and take photos because it's part of wow. your job so it's yeah. a weird one there's a lot that yeah. it's this debate happening in the uk at the moment it's on mm. like you know like morning news tv it's yeah. on like morning news tv they're getting influencers mm. who are video calling from dubai saying no it's part of my job i have to be here to take photos and it's a yeah. very uh controversial topic at the moment yeah yeah yeah, one of my mates though, he moved to the uh, not Dubai, New Zealand, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Mm. While we were entering our first lockdown, they'd basically got rid of the disease entirely. So he was yeah. back to work while we were entering our first lockdown. It's absolutely crazy to see, yeah. like, what strong leadership does. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, the problem in Sweden is that, and probably most of the countries, is that they can't make a decision like they have to like make a process. Okay, this is our suggestion. Mm-hmm. And then they need to process, okay, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And during that period is, you know, it's already over. Yeah. So, you know, it's some, I think they should have like a crisis team 
that can make decisions like they don't need to ask anyone they mm -hmm. just do what they think is best and then just execute but yeah i don't know you know dem democracy in this western world countries you need to everything need to be on paper which is good like yeah. obviously it is good but it feels like we need another thing that goes yeah. a little bit faster in this yeah i i agree but it is it's a very delicate thing isn't it so we see in india at the moment with the farmers protest what yeah. abusive power can be yeah exactly and so it's um it's not good whatsoever when that sort of team uh, that sort of side of things happen so it's a very delicate thing because who who's to decide what's a crisis and what's not in yeah. the moment yeah. like if a mass protest happens in these western countries um like in america when blm happened yeah. if if them powers were in place there maybe they could decide that that wasn't a uh, crisis and they could shut down yeah. or go to martial law it's a it's very complicated it's a it's a fine line between like um equality and like well not equality just like in a complete abuse of power did you mention gyms have been open throughout all of like the past year or have yeah. they been closed at any point no oh really there was one um one gym like uh gym what do you like we like have a different chain. gyms yeah, yeah gym chain yeah. one one that was like we're gonna close it for one week or something two weeks mm -hmm. uh no one else did it and so they had to reopen as well because people were like, hey, why are you, you know, I want to cancel yeah. my membership if you're going to yeah, do this. Yeah. So they opened back it up. And so, yeah, it's never been closed. Yeah, everything like, over here is closed. The government always said, like, don't go there. Don't go anywhere if you don't have to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people are like, I need to go to the gym. So, no, you, you can't really, you have to tell people that you can't do this. Like, it need to be a, a strict rule otherwise people would go yeah yeah well they just shut everything down here like no gyms yeah, um no pubs no restaurants no this cinemas everything basically got shut down yeah. even now they're still shut down now yeah. um because we when that new strain came about just before christmas i think they basically just locked everything off then so but even even with all that you guys still have so much cases like how is that possible like if everything is closed yeah, I have my own theories on why. I don't think a lot of people are paying attention. I feel like the first time it happened, the first lockdown, uh, although it was bad, um, they they enforced it really like too harshly. That yeah. the numbers weren't like correlating the strictness of the lockdown, and mm -hmm. now it's like, do you remember? Do you know like the fairy uh, the kid story of like the boy who cried wolf? yeah you know like when you scream yeah, wolf yeah, and then there's no wolf and then eventually you scream wolf and a wolf's no there. one cared yeah now i think it's like it's it is actually getting serious and no one's actually paying attention to it mm. but that's my personal opinion and uh it's it's a controversial topic so no yeah. <laughs> no doubt somebody would disagree yeah. with me um yeah. but yeah like uh, a couple of my mates here who have got gyms have the past years have been um really tough because obviously they've just had to close basically for an entire year and the new year t typically is quite a the busy yeah. period for most um personal trainers and gyms and yeah. have to close mm. which is a uh, which isn't fun the plus yeah. side is is that he had like online sort of thing going for him so he can transition oh that's which is, nice which yeah, is decent that's good yeah i started to do more and more online as well yeah yeah no it's good well actually we we're talking about fitness so we may as well talk about how you started getting into fitness um i seen that you you were a bit chubby back in the yeah, day uh, yeah i was yeah is um, that the reason why so uh 
it's all like I always been into sports. Like I've loved sport as a kid. Uh, like uh, so, but I got into like the first time I went in the into the gym. I think I was like sixteen, and it was because my brother forced me. <laughs> he was not because not because he like you're you're chubby. You need to work out. It wasn't like that. He was like, let's let's go. Come on, you're gonna go with me now. And I was like, okay, let's go. So he bought me a gym membership uh, where he used to work as well. And I remember like he and his friend used to work out and I was like, oh my God, this is so boring. I just want to <laughs> go, you know, I want to go outside and play, play football because that was what I love to do. Uh, so eventually I stopped, you know, if, if I didn't want to work out, I wouldn't do it. So maybe I went like three, four times with him and then never again. And then when, uh, when I was 17, and I saw my friend, you know, the guy I was talking about earlier that went to school with me. Yeah. And he got this huge biceps. I was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> you know, and and he, he started working out with his cousin, I think it was. So he started before me. He started working out. And I was like, okay, you know, so I got a little bit motivated from that. And then... Uh, Obviously, like when I looked myself in the mirror, I wasn't the happiest. Like I didn't feel, uh, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't want to be shirtless. Like if we go somewhere not noon to the beach or whatever, like I would rather say like no, I w- let's go here instead. You know. Uh, so I felt like it's something that 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 mentally is hard for me. So I need to I need to do something about it. So I was like, okay, I don't care. I'm going to get my six pack. Like that was the only thing, the only thing I thought about, like I'm going to have a six pack. So at age of 17, uh, I started working out and I started to read more about it. And I started to, as a vegetarian, how can you gain muscle? And uh, if I was asking someone, they were always like, you need to eat meat, whatever. I was like, really though? Uh, So I tried to, you know, figure out some stuff and then, Eventually, I got results just because I was consistent. I didn't have the best diet, but the, the, the key was that I was consistent. I went to the gym four or five times a week, no matter what. Uh, even I, And I did everything that, by myself. Um, and then I got better and better, and it felt good. And I started to working out with my, my friend again. Like the one, uh, his name is Amar Pal, so... We don't, I don't have to say that guy. So <laughs> so like in seven, eight, ninth grade, we didn't go together. We went from kindergarten to sixth grade. And then from gymnasium, like, um, gym, is it gymnasium? Yeah, just gym, like working out. Yeah. No, no. The, the, the classes after ninth grade, like high school, maybe it is. You call it high school? Oh, okay. Yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we went there together again. So we, as a like reunion, you could call it. So yeah. three years. And those three years, we worked out together. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we both got really good results. We were being happy about it. And then uh, I, I got my six pack, <laughs> which I was like, you know, I did. You, you can see everything on my Instagram. I have like, you know, the highlights yeah yeah highlights so there's like my story where i go through everything 
And so when I got my six pack and I was like, okay, if I got this, then I can definitely get bigger, you know? So my goals just got bigger and bigger. I got more motivated and I just, I was just working for it. And, uh, and then after, after these three years in, in high school, uh, I went to study university in another, in another city uh, in Sweden. And I started to working with the 3D, you know, computer stuff, building okay. like 3D. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and um, I went there, it was a three years, um, um, three years course. Uh, course. But after one year, I was like, hell no, I can't do this. I want to be a personal <laughs> trainer. <laughs> so I quit like after one and a half years or something. I was like, okay, this is not for me. Uh, at that time, you know, it felt like that, like, you know, people just went inside and locked, like had no lights from the windows and were just sitting in front of the computer <laughs> yeah, yeah. while I was just, I was like, let me go. I want to go to the gym. You know, that was the only thing in my mind. Uh, so, I was, so I just felt like, okay, at this point of my life, this is not the right thing for me to do. This is not what I wanted to want to do. So I called home. I called mom and I was like, mom, I don't want to do this. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, you only have two years left. Just do it. And then you can see, I was like, mom, I really don't want to do it. And they were like, okay, fine. So they came down, I took my stuff. We went up and this was like in, in August or something. And then in uh, December, I got my personal training uh, cert- certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, that's what I want to do. And from that point, I worked as a personal trainer for like five or six years. I opened up my Instagram uh, during that period of time, mostly because of myself. Like I, I wanted to, I, I, I just uploaded whatever I did, my PRs. Yeah, so yeah. It was document your progress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was basically my, my PR um, diary. Yeah. So the thing is, what I did is that I was like, okay, like, let's say it's leg day. Then I went back and I see, okay, what is my PR say leg day? I'm going to crush that. Yeah, and, then yeah. I, and then I did, and then I uploaded. So it just went back and forth. And what, what started to happen is that people started to say, it's like Chakade to me. Yeah. That's how it started. It was like Chakade thing. You know, you're doing amazing thing. You know, you're strong. You look good. It was all Chakade, Chakade. And in the back of my head, I was like, I want to have some brand that I started because every fitness and an influencer you see they always start with something mm-hmm. either they start to work with a brand or they make their own brand yeah and for me at my starting i was like okay so let's you know sponsor me someone because i felt like i was i was at at, at very high level when when i was my strongest i was really strong mm-hmm. uh i looked good had a good physique so i was like okay someone will eventually sponsor me i reached out to a bunch of companies and you know Gymshark and and stuff like that. At that time, Gymshark, like if you would just mention them, they will be like, "Hey, have a have a T-shirt, have a yeah, car, yeah. you know." But for me, when I tried, I just get shut down for everyone, and I, I just felt like I'm just trying. I'm trying to do something here, and I I know that I have the the knowledge and what you what what a brand wants you to have. I do have it, but still, they they they're not giving it to me. And that's where I started. I was like, okay, 
enough. I'm not going to run for anyone. Like I'm going to make my own brand and that's it. And my goal there was like, I don't want anyone else feel the same way as I did Mm -hmm. left out, even though they have done everything that's necessary and are even better at than their competition and still don't get the opportunity to, to, you know, make something out of it. I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. And so I started thinking about the name and then obviously I saw this, all these Chakade comments and I was like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a Chakade. So that, so that's basically it. That, that, that's how it started. Yeah. It is quite dope to be fair. Like I I like the branding as well. Like it is very, um, minimalistic i guess is the right term yeah i see that a lot like uh, as a as a theme throughout your instagram page and yeah. your uh track of the page and even like your photography page everything does seem like quite yeah. uh quite in sync is that yeah. something that's big in sweden as well just like a minimalistic type of vibe it doesn't seem like there's too much clutter uh i don't know if i would i'm not sure if if if, because you know there's a lot of companies here that are like better bodies and stuff like that you know goes right. around and they aren't that minimalistic they're <laughs> right. like you know we're gonna show us everywhere the better bodies is huge everywhere you know the yeah. brands and stuff but uh for me it was just like i didn't want to have anything that's like you know uh you know sing sing is king or you know yeah, like yeah. huge like Kalsa or you know like I want something that's good for everyone and and at the same time I didn't want it to be too much fitness like I didn't want to have like fitness is just for someone that works out no chakti is for everyone like chakti what is the meaning of chakti you can say chakti to anyone yeah yeah. right so it's a motivational phrase that came like chakti fatte like that's yeah. something that come from Punjab. Like that's that's our culture. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you are single, God, or you know, old, young. Chakade means everything for for everyone. So that's why I wanted the logo to to be that as well. I want I want to see it at at a in a five year old kid kid and a ninety year old having a t shirt and still you know feel something for it. Uh, so th- that was like my whole idea and that was that's why the logo is quite simple but at the same time you get stuck with it you, you, yeah. you like it somehow and uh, but yeah but to 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 go back to your question like sweden minimalistic i think like more and more people are getting minimalistic like it's mm-hmm. getting a it's a trend now to be minimalistic yeah and your instagram is you know it's clean and everything and um so yeah yeah, you see that like there's like whole pages dedicated to like these minimalistic homes that you can just exactly. swipe through and they all look so amazing, but yeah. they're like fifty million pounds in California, but there's like one <laughs> piece of apple in the middle of the room or something. Yeah, and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's something calm about it. Like when yeah. you when you look at it, you you get like calm. Yeah, because yeah. if you see everyone's the same, if they see a messy room. They're just gonna be like, oh no, it, it, it triggers some people. Do you know what I mean like exactly. o- if they got OCD or something? Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you see a nice like clean room, then it's like, oh, yeah. it's a bit like peaceful. Yeah. When exactly. you when you were first trading, not not when you were in your brother and you sort of um didn't like that time, but you started going with your uh, friend and started getting more into it. Hmm. I, I know you mentioned there you your main aim was just for a six pack. Yeah. 
Yeah. But did you was that so? Did you just focus purely on physique, or did you focus on strength, or until you reached your six pack? Is that when you started focusing on strength? Uh, when I reached my six pack, I would say that's when I was like, okay, let's put on some muscle. Right. Because because what happened is that I got really really skinny, mm-hmm. uh, just because I didn't have time to put on any muscle. Like I went straight from being a chubby kid to go down. So I think I was like down to. 68 kilos or something right. which is which is really um uh, not much for me for my height as well yeah uh and then so but it was good because now i realized that okay what i need to do like it opened my eyes because if i started to like i often get this question about people they're like should i do bulk or should i go diet like what should i do mm-hmm. and Basically, like the right answer is that you should you should bulk, you should put on muscle, but at the same time you will get you will gain more fat, and if that is hard for you mentally, then it's not the right thing for you to do. Then you should go on a diet first, and yeah. that's exactly what happened to me. What I should have done is to take the time, like be 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 uh, confident about how I look, don't care that much, and just work to get. A better, better muscle mass, and yeah. then go on a go on a diet. That way, I would save so much time uh, with a whole. Like, it, I would put on muscle and I would diet, and maybe I would be more satisfied with how I look. Yeah. But what happened is that I went on a diet, lost a lot of weight, looked really, really skinny, but I didn't have any fat. So I started to put on muscle slowly. So it's it, two ways that you can go and you have to go whatever feels the, the best for you. That's what I usually say to my clients. Yeah, that, that is the question that I was going to ask as well because when I first stepped into the gym, so uh, similarly, I was quite chubby growing up. And then when I got into the gym, the first thing that I did was lean right down, like try to lose, get skinny basically because that's what you want. Yeah. Um, but ever since I'd done that, like obviously you learn more when you're thinking, oh, I should have bulked up first. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, uh, I yeah. probably had a better chance of getting, uh, um, air quotations here, um, yeah. gains, yeah. and um, and then have like a higher metabolic rate and be able to eat more calories and and then lean down from that point. Yeah. But I was speaking to uh, Manj uh, Singh, who's a bodybuilder that I did uh, a podcast with recently as well. Oh, okay. And he's from a similar position as us, where he was also a chubby kid. Um, and well, he 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 was actually obese by his uh, he self admittedly, um, mm. because I think he was like maybe 20, 20 stone at around the age of fifteen. So I don't know how much that is in kilograms, but yeah, like, yeah I'm not sure. I can Google it. Yeah, I think it's it, I think like sixteen, seventeen is around a hundred kg. So it's way in excess of that uh oh it's 130 kilos yeah so like at 15 That's 16 yeah he was and like how old was he 15 16 ish oh, yeah yeah but now he's he's like competed in bodybuilding competitions and things like oh, wow. fully went the other way what's but his he, name manj Singh. uh he goes online as not lion flex on instagram lion flex lion flex underscore i think underscore yeah okay man saying yeah i see him yeah so that that was his story he documented it on youtube as well and we got yeah. to talk about it on um on oh, on the wow. podcast he's a, big, he's a big guy yeah he's, he's like six six four six five yeah 
Yeah, yeah. But then when when we were speaking, I had the same question because he also went lean um, and and tried to get skinny first and then build upon it. And he thought that it's actually probably beneficial to do it that way, because then when you are bulking, you can actually identify areas properly. Mm. Um, Like if he was saying that basically if you're covered in fat and you're trying to bulk, you won't actually be able to see the areas that you're trying to improve and things like Mm, that. So it's interesting to find everyone's different perspectives because mm. I think because I did do it that way, similar to yourself, in my mind is always, oh, I should have done the other way. Like the grass yeah. is always greener sort of thing. Yeah. But the thing is, if I think about it, I'm happy that I went the way I did. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, like still, if I go back, I wouldn't bulk at that moment. Right. Because, because if I bulk, I know that mentally I will be in a very, very bad situation because I was I was already bad. And it wouldn't get any better. Yeah. So f- for me, I like I, I'm not in a hurry to you know be, become something. Uh, instead, I, I leaned out and I was really happy with the way I looked. And then I started building from there. Yeah. Uh, and to do it the other way around, it like if you're mentally strong and you're okay with being a bulk, and then th- then yeah, do it. But for me, no, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I feel like most most of the big kids who get into the gym do it to lose weight. So the, the initial instinct is always to just lean right down, isn't it? To just yeah. try to get skinny but as fast as possible. But the thing is, if, if you're like he was, uh, 120 kilos, yeah, like to go around with that kind of weight, you put oh, yeah. on muscle. Yeah. He probably had like leg muscles and, you know, strong back because having that amount of weight to go walking around, like imagine go walking out. Imagine having like right now, having a vest on with that amount of weight and then walking off off stairs or something. Yeah, yeah. It will be really heavy. So uh, he probably already had a bunch of muscle and it was good for him to, to go on a diet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, um, for him, especially at that, that weight, like uh, I was around 100 kg at around the same age, like yeah. around 15, 16. Mm. Um, and so I try to lean down. I think I got down to like 80. And then that's when I started trying to build up muscle again because yeah. I, I started to like fill out, I had my growth spurt and things. So mm. um, it was, yeah, but f- it is, a, it is. I always just ask everyone their opinion on it because everyone always has their own perspective. Yeah. The information is the same. The yeah. information there is like if you look at it in a theory, like we were saying before, like you, you're probably gonna have a higher testosterone because you're younger uh, to be able to build muscle, and then you're gonna have a higher metabolic rate for when you do go lean. So it makes mm. sense, but it's the external factors like uh, having a strong mind that comes into it, yeah. which is um, which is really interesting. What what impacts do you think um, like the gym had on you? So like confidence wise, like when you were uh like chubby and things do you ever suffer with it like you, you already said that you weren't happy looking at yourself in the mirror mm. but when you started to like lean down get your six pack how how much of a confidence boost is that for you like huge yeah like uh yeah huge i mean i would say that it changed me like honestly it changed me like uh now now i'm like I started to post pics, pictures without my shirt on. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care, you know. It, it was like I knew that people wanted to look like me. Uh, and people at like local gyms here were asking for my help, 
was yeah. looking at me and be, be impressed impressed and and wanted you know help and stuff like that i started to have clients so the thing is i i knew that i know i know this i can do this uh so yeah my confidence went from nothing to to very much i would say uh so yeah for sure it helped me yeah definitely um again similar i think when when you when you go to the gym i feel like not only like scientifically with you know endorphins and all these things that are getting released so it gives you a confidence boost but it is just more like the little changes you see see in yourself Mm. when other people comment when i think that the best thing is is when you don't think you can lift something and then you end up lifting it like long term setting yourself a goal then you start like in in your mind i feel like doors start to open and I don't know if that's uh, like other people as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I remember when I did my first muscle up. Like, yeah. I, I remember that, t- like the time when it was, when people, like it was, it was starting to get like hyped about, everyone was starting to get hyped about it. And I was like one of the first in my gym for doing that. And, you know, when that happened, I was like, okay, what's next? You know? Yeah. And then CrossFit happened. So I was like, okay, let's do CrossFit. I started to walk on my hands. I trying to do handstand push-up, pistol squats, like stuff that people start to be like, whoa, someday I want to do that. And for me, I just looked like one after the next, one after the other. I was like, okay, come at me, come at me. And uh, so, so yeah, like you said, like when you do something that opens opens a door for, for another thing. So for sure, that's true. So would, how would you describe your training now then? Cause like, you, you've said bodybuilding is probably the the correct phrase for like your first initial getting into it was very much physique based then would yeah. you say you transitioned into powerlifting trying to get a bit more stronger and exactly. you've mentioned crossfit there as well so yeah. do you try to utilize a bit of everything or i i yeah the thing is yeah like i've been doing this for 10 years now i think and like you said like it was bodybuilding first and then powerlifting i wanted to be stronger and then crossfit i wanted yeah. to learn more stuff and then after that i started actually weightlifting mm-hmm. so i start like olympic weightlifting uh and then after that i was like okay now what <laughs> because, <laughs> because i felt like i had my goals like in each and everything and and then i was like you know the, the level after that would be competing right and that's something that never motivated me never never i i didn't want to do it that's just i don't know people always asked me that as well in the gym they were like okay so when are you gonna compete and okay so what's happening are you are you training to compete or whatever i was like no i'm just training for fun for life like and uh so i started to now i'm back to being like bodybuilder i would say that's that's because that was like my first interest my the first thing that i i like to do and now powerlifting isn't i'm not in to get stronger anymore because for me i've already reached a level where where i feel that i was at the top mm-hmm. and to be able to to beat that i know how much time and effort i need to put to get there yeah uh, like it will be it will it will be a full time 
um, athlete to be able to get on that because at that time I was a personal trainer. I was at the gym all the time. Yeah. I trained some some days. I trained two times a day, like in the in the in the svernu and in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I know the time and effort that and and food and money that goes into to to get stronger again. And right now I just don't feel like I need to be that strong. If you don't mind me asking, when when you were at your strongest, what were your like lifts? What were your bench, deadlift, squat? I did I did two hundred and fifty kilos in uh, squats. Oh, that was my out. strongest. Okay. Yeah, and I did two hundred thirty kilos at deadlifts and one hundred and sixty kilos at bench press. Wow. So that, that that's was, interesting that, how your squat was heavier than your deadlift normally yeah. your, your deadlift is and you know my legs are my legs are tiny <laughs> like oh really yeah yeah okay, it don't sound tiny. like it i'm not gonna take away everything i built <laughs> but <laughs> but they're the part they, they are the part that that's are are behind uh and and yeah but i i've always like my weight at that time was like 80 87 kilos or something like that yeah. So it wasn't like if you look at what I lift and and how much my weight was, it's yeah. it's crazy amount of of um, of uh, difference. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I don't. Where was I? I forgot where I was. That that uh, is a that is relatively lean then when you're that that Yeah, strong. you could you could see my six pack at that time. Like it wasn't like the clearest, but I did have a six pack, and and so I just feel like right now to to go back to that, like it's possible, of course, but amount of time and and I need to put in, right now I just want to focus on Chakade. I want to focus on my YouTube channel. So it's basically other priorities right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and the time and commitment it takes to do. Uh, like powerlifting more seriously or bodybuilding more seriously is um is crazy like uh, as i said yeah. i've been speaking to quite a few um people fitness orientated and it is th- there's a lot yeah, of sacrifices I mean, that you need to make yeah yeah for sure i don't i don't think people understand like how much how how hard it is mm-hmm. like the thing is uh, i've always heard like uh, oh you don't do anything else to the gym you know that that's like a common <laughs> thing what what people are saying and and they're like yeah but if i had the time i would do it too you know that's the thing i i hear and that's just so much bullshit yeah yeah like straight off it's like i know how hard it is to go to the gym like what is take to every day to go to the gym to be there two hours to lift your weight to do cardio and not only that to have your meal prep to, to buy everything, it's expensive to be a bodybuilder. You need your supplements, you need your fo- food, you need your proteins. And at this, and then you need your recovery. You need to think about your sleep, right? You need to think about not staying up late because you need your sleep. Like there's so, it's basically a lifestyle. In It's not only go to the gym two hours and come back. Yeah. You know, it's not only that, it's everything around it. Like I've said no to to eat so many stuff like yeah. you know at birthday parties i've said no to cakes i've said no to pizza you know and and people people be like oh and i'm like bro if you if you only knew how hard it is and you know at one point i i didn't i didn't actually see how hard it was because i loved it so much mm-hmm. uh 
and and that and but there was a period actually last year where I started to question everything. I was like, why am I actually doing this? Like, so if if I can if I can uh, deadlift two hundred thirty kilos, what would happen if I do two hundred thirty five? Would it make a difference? No. Would people <laughs> care more? No. Like. I would have the same reaction from you right now if I said 235 or 230. You will you will still be like, wow, okay, that's right. Yeah. So, to in order to do something even more, that would if I said like, oh, I had 300 kilos deadlift, and then you would be like, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, I I was like, I started to feel like okay, my motivation isn't to get stronger. So I tried to figure out okay, what is it? What is it that I need to do? And so so when I was supposed to go to the gym, I didn't go to the gym. Like this was first time in my life I felt like I don't want to go. I don't feel like going, so I won't go. And the day the days I I still went because I have like anxiety. I was like, no shit, I, I can't. I have to go. Yeah. You know that day, those days when I did go, I understood what how hard it was for me to get here. Mm-hmm. How hard it was to go from home to gym, like what I needed to do with my mind to be able to get here. And people don't, and, and I took that for, for, for granted. Yeah. So when people told me like, oh, do the gym again, I was like, yeah, I know. I just, that's the only thing I do. Now yeah. I'm like, you can't say that to me. You You can't make that sound so easy because I know how hard it is, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm not telling you, I don't say that to you. Yeah. So why do you say this to me? I Like, you went to high school. You you you, t- you took your degree to be able to go to the gym, to, the, to your job. Yeah, I stayed up late to search for Google, to search, okay, how do I gain muscle? How do I this and that? How do I recover? How do I do my stretches? Like, don't take this away from me by saying, oh, yeah, I love going. But it's still hard work. It's yeah. really, really hard work that you will never understand because you haven't done it. Yeah, yeah. You, you I get it? So, uh, oh no, hundred percent so, understand. Yeah. So that's like that. So I was actually happened while I went through last year. I went to the dip first time in my life that I didn't go to the gym in ten years, and I started to realize like, oh God, man, you have done something really, really amazing that not all people can do and i started to understand the value of it and then eventually i started to feel to realize like how much better i feel after going to the gym not only because it's fun but mentally i'm in such like better place afterwards and i i even started to do cardio after my workouts even though i didn't go on a diet just because i loved it so much yeah yeah like I usually only went on doing cardio when I was on a diet because that's what you have to do. But when I was bulking, I actually missed it. I was like, I want to go, you know, yeah. but I didn't because I was like, yeah, yeah. but now I'm just, I'm doing whatever I want to do and I don't care. And, and that's like such a relief. Yeah. That's it. That is literally, um, I, that's why I tried not to interrupt during any of that. Cause I think it is, it is very important what you said, like, just because it's not the conventional doesn't mean that it doesn't require the same amount of education and more than anything discipline Mm. 
Discipline exactly. is the biggest thing when it comes to any sort of fitness. 100%. Like you know that okay, maybe the two thirty to two thirty-five won't be as impressive. But if you keep on doing it, eventually it will be a three hundred, and that will yeah. be impressive. Yeah, but that sure. takes discipline. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's um and it, priorities and priorities. Yeah, like it, it takes an immense amount of discipline, which is, I think is why anybody who goes to the gym understands the other people around them because they yeah. know what it takes. Exactly. You know what I mean? When you first step foot in that, everybody's had that sort of anxiousness when or anxiety when they sort of get into the gym for the first mm-hmm. time when they're trying new things whether it be weight loss or bulking up and yeah. trying to stay consistent that discipline is is what makes everyone sort of unite like yeah. my friend who owns a gym here who I've had on the podcast yeah. um he he goes I'm not a motivated person like my motivation sucks he goes yeah. like he, he, he's got terrible motivation yeah. but his discipline is what makes him like go to the gym every day you know what I mean like he goes there's some days where you don't want to go obviously there's some days where you might watch a video beforehand and you, to amp yourself up and all that stuff mm. but but there's some days you just you're gonna hate it but yeah. then sometimes they're the best workouts because yeah. you're using all this negative energy and then you're using that as like fuel to mm. to sort of propel yourself upwards which is I yeah. think is it is really good um and then you reap the rewards afterwards mm. but I think like I was saying this to uh, uh, on another podcast. It's like, it's a metaphor for life, isn't it? It's like, mm. when you think of life and you think of weight training, I think of it as the same thing. It's something it's the same that, thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Totally. You don't want to do it, but afterwards yeah. it's so much better for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it might have all this weight on your shoulder yeah. and it's going to be heavy, but you just got to push through it. Yeah. You know, the thing is, when when I have my clients, I can easily tell how they are as persons when I see them work out. Mm-hmm like like so easy like for if i put a challenge on them and they're like oof no i don't want to do this can we can we do something easier i instantly know how they are in life yeah like they rather back off from doing something than 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 go after it and try to figure out how to do it yeah and then on the other hand i've seen people that are like oh challenge me i want to do something that i that i had never done before and then they do it and they fail and they're like I'm going to do it until until I stop. You know, and and you you can really find out what kind of what kind of people they people are in the gym by just looking at them and seeing how they train. Yeah. So so yeah, for sure I agree with what you say. Um yeah, it is it is really it is really important. Linked to sort of the training aspect is we sort of touched on it a, a bit before with how expensive food and uh, supplements and all these things are um what is your nutrition like uh, you, you said you were vegetarian are you vegan or just vegetarian no i'm vegetarian okay yeah so you uh, still have like milk and things yeah exactly. yeah yeah okay because i had uh, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with azad singh he's from birmingham yeah, yeah yeah so i had him on and he's full fully vegan but for like yeah. six seven years now i think so mm. quite a long time uh what what's your sort of calorie intake like and what is your sort of main sources of protein as a vegetarian uh, mainly it's like um, uh, soya, corn, tofu, mm. uh, yeah. d- dairy products, so mo- uh, milk, cheese, dainy, yogurt, yeah. uh, um, what is called, um, it's like cheese, but it's like uh, what's it called? I don't know uh, how to pronounce that, but it's like a sort of cheese. Right, okay. It, it, it's like in, in a yogurt, but it's like... Um, 
chumps, chumps, shorty, shorty inside. I Wait, thought... I need to explain. Can I send it to you somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, send it to me on Insta. It's actually really good. People should. Uh, it's good amount of protein there. Uh, here, I can send it to the to the chat right here. You get it? Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, cottage cheese. Cottage yeah, cheese. Okay, there okay, we yeah, go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so that, and then obviously protein shakes, protein bars. Uh, so yeah, mainly that. That's mainly the dal shorle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's mainly what it is. Yeah, like the older I get as well, I realize how beneficial like roti and things are. Do you know what I mean? Like I know. Uh, Azad's a big advocate for eating roti and things, but mm. only when you start to realize yourself and you do like your own education. When I say roti, I don't actually mean like the actual folka itself. I mean like the like uh, traditional sort of cuisine. Indian, you know I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Um, surely you mentioned there like rajma and, and things like that. It's like mm. when, when you look how sort of good source of, of protein and they're relatively clean you get a lot of micronutrients in them as well it yeah. is um is yeah really decent. you do of course you do get it but to get the amount of protein from that that you that you need to be able to put on weight you need to eat so much of it <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah now that's the problem like i know a lot of people are like comparing uh, broccoli what what do you call broccoli yeah broccoli, uh, broccoli. it's broccoli yeah, yeah, yeah with so they put like this diagrams with broccoli and then chicken and then compare like 100 grams of this had has this much protein and 100 grams of this but then you have to realize okay how much of 100 gram broccoli yeah. would be the volume right? yeah, yeah Sarah, you will have like <laughs> this big plate and just eat broccoli instead you can have just this amount of chicken and have the same amount yeah. so i don't think it's fair to have that kind of comparison mm-hmm. but obviously people do it for likes and views and stuff yeah. uh but yeah indian food is not bad i'm not saying anything about it like it's it's uh it's very raw like everything is made from from natural ingredients it's mm-hmm. nothing made up mixed up so yeah you should it's not bad but if you want to get optimum result on a diet for example there, where you need your amount of protein and you need everything measured then i wouldn't recommend roti i wouldn't recommend indian food uh as your main source of food yeah. But then you could you could you can have like your soya and and then have gajrandi sabji with it, obviously, yeah, yeah. because th- that could be your carbs, right? True. Yeah so, yeah. so if you use your Indian food as carbs, go for it, but don't use it as protein, like your main source of protein. So that's my you, opinion. Do you have to supplement with a lot of like uh, whey protein and um, protein bars and things like that then? Uh. On my diet, I only yeah. have the whey protein, uh, right, like okay. in shakes, like I just had right here. Yeah. But uh, when I'm bulking, then I go for bars as well because they have a lot of calories in in it, and it's, uh, it's you know it's good. Swadlagda <laughs> eating. Uh, so they so, get yeah. nice about the. They used to taste like chalk back in the day. Like yeah, you could, yeah. Used to taste like <laughs> mitti back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> but yeah, now they're getting really good. Uh, it's like chocolate. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite uh, protein bar? We have a, in Swedish, they call um, bear, bear bells. 
Uh, Bebels, okay. Yeah, it's it's a Swedish company. It's really, really good. Like, uh, yeah. I've I'll have tried, to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> I have tried, like, other bars. You know, people ask me, okay, what kind of bars do you eat? Like, um, and I'm so... I feel so sad for you guys that you don't have this. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And uh, the thing is, I don't think we have a lot of bars that you guys have outside. Uh, yeah, we, we I, have. Like... I was in England like two years ago uh, and I was looking for protein bars and I was like, Aki, you know, I, I didn't. So I, instead I had this uh, uh, yogurt made of Arla, which is like, it's a Swedish brand. Right, okay. Uh, and uh, it's getting like more and more. So I'm so happy that they were in England. So I had that one, and the, yeah. the, it was like 30 grams, grams of protein. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I think we we tend to have the same few companies for protein bars and things like uh, Grenades, a big one. Um, okay. Which is like yeah, them we don't sort have of ones. It here. Grenades yeah. really nice though. Like the the protein bars themselves aren't like. Uh, tasties in the pro- you can tell that it's a protein bar mm. it's just the variety of flavors they have so oh, they've got okay. like oreo like cookies and cream they've got birthday oh, cake okay. one they've got yeah. like, so many flavors which sort of mm. make up for it yeah um how, how many like uh like calories and what's like your um like intake on, on that side of things what how, how how much do you weigh now roughly right now i weigh 82.5 right okay I'm gonna uh, quickly Google that into stone because. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 82.5 kg, uh, into stone. Stones and pounds. Oh, uh, he you. Uh, so roughly. Thirteen stone, twelve stone, thirteen stone, uh, twelve stone, twelve. Uh, yeah, exactly, thirteen stone. Yeah, and uh, my calorie intake is two thousand five hundred okay yeah uh, so right now i'm on a diet i just right. started this week or yeah monday and i'm gonna go down to my goal is 74.9 kilos because i want to be under 75 kilos and that will be 11.7 stone i don't know but you have that mass that's uh that's very lean yeah i want to um, get lean last year i was i was down at at 74 kilos and i was very very happy with how i looked uh but now hopefully i put down some muscles that's why my goal is a little bit higher now yeah because hopefully i put on some some muscle during this uh off season yeah no that that is very very lean indeed um especially considering the lifts yeah yeah that's true but then again but my um uh the, the thing is my my joints aren't very big like no not joints like bone structure you know yeah yeah there are some people that are like you know their hands and they're they're it's like huge body body yeah and and i don't have that i think i have like i've gone after my dad and he's the same like all it's it's not very very heavy and and i would think i would say that's why because when people look at me they're like you're not 75 kilos like yeah. when i'm leaned out and they see my muscle this like it's it's no well because when they look i look much bigger than what i weight yeah uh, and and I, my only uh, like um, thinking is that okay it can only be this that like s- same thing is w- with my ankles they're like my calves they're really really like the bone is really small uh so i think that's the 
that's the thing why why I don't weight that much. It's probably because when you look at pictures, especially like on your Instagram, your muscle seems very dense. Like your muscle seems really thick. Yeah. So probably that's what makes you look bigger than your your weight Could suggests. Be. Could be. Um, but that's always a good thing, I guess. Do you know what I mean? It's not a yeah, bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. Because the <laughs> thing is, the, the good part of being not so heavy is that my like handstand push-ups, I can go on, go on, you know, muscle-ups, pull-ups. I'm just flying up and down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so for that, I do, I do, because I, I remember when I went up to like 90 kilos, I was there once and I, and I was playing football. I just felt like my knees and hips didn't like, it didn't f- move with me like the way I wanted to. Yeah. Like w- when I, when I was running, that was fine. Then I had made speed when I, when I was going to stop. I just felt like knees and hips were like continuing and my foots were like, I just felt like, okay, this weight isn't for me. Like I just, you know, you can just feel what's right for you and what's, what's not. And I just felt like, okay, I'm not supposed to be here. Um, so I just feel like around 80 kilos, 79, 80 kilos right now is where I feel that, like that I look good and where I perform. Yeah. And, if I go up more than that, I do only performance. I get stronger, but the looks, uh, I'm not like super happy with the way. I, I, I never like to be bulky. Like that's that's just not my thing. Uh, so so yeah, 74.9. That will be that will be good. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. But you're documenting that on your Insta story at the moment. Yeah. Like you've got highlights. Yeah, uh, exactly. On guard 4.0. Yeah. Um, getting into social media is so you when you became a personal trainer you started posting just for your prs as we talked about before like as a pr diary what sort of made the switch to taking uh well basically instagram more seriously like obviously you mentioned there that you wanted to get picked up by like some of the bigger brands like gymshark and things like that but what led to the just posting my prs to actually i want to get sponsored like when did you start taking it more seriously uh, and why um first when i started to see that my instagram was growing more and more and people got interested in what i do what i eat and stuff like that and then when i start to realize that i'm actually at a very high level of training like mm-hmm. when i start to compare myself and look around and be like okay so what is my competition? What, what is it like other people do that I can't do or, or the other way around? And then I started to realize like, okay, I'm, I'm not far behind or am I really behind? Like I, I'm, I'm right in the middle. Uh, so that's actually where I took the step to go out of my comfort zone as well. I used to train in a gym here close, close by my home. But I was like, okay, if I want to be something, I need to go up to a place where there's already people that has become something. Uh, so I went to another gym, uh, to a CrossFit gym, because I was interested at CrossFit at that time as well. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. And at that gym, you had like all top level people, like uh, in here in Sweden, like fitness profiles at high level. They were training there. And I started to train there and I could see like at some some parts, some exercise, I was actually stronger than them. I was better than them at, at some and, and not as good at some. So I was like, I was just realizing, okay, I'm not far behind. And then they offered me a job there to be a coach 
like uh, hold CrossFit classes, even though I don't have a CrossFit, um, you need to have a CrossFit uh, license yeah, to be yeah. able to teach. I was like, you know that I don't have this. And they were like, do you think you need that? And I was like, okay, cello. So I started <laughs> to work there. So that's when I realized, okay, that, you know, I, I have become something that, and I'm much better than I, than I think that I am. And that's where I started, okay. Because everyone around you were focusing on their Instagram, posting pictures and making, like I took picture of the, happily them take a picture for their profile. And I was like, okay, time to, for you guys to, to do the same for me. Yeah. And so I become one of one of them and 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 grew my channel more and more. Yeah, it's a, it's that's often like the way to do it is I think back in the day as well it was a lot easier to grow on in, like Instagram. Like now yeah. it's a bit more saturated. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, like um I was okay following back in the day as well but I, I stopped my my uh, my personal account for um uh, for like fitness training and things like that but back in the day you do like one or two fit farm hashtags and boom there you yeah, go yeah it was yeah. done yeah that was it <laughs> yeah that was it yeah basically yeah. and now the thing now they want you to do instagram tv they want you to do stories they want you to post like five times a day now reels like tiktoks yeah reels. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah reels now look i don't even know because i'm like that's too much exactly. so i'm just you know i'm right now i'm having instagram mainly for fun like yeah. post whatever i want on my stories i have my photography just for my interest that's something i love to do yeah uh and i and i right now i was like okay people want to follow my diet and they want to see results and they want to get help so I, i'm going to share that as well but mainly what I'm focused on and right now what I would tell everyone that's want to get into social media is that focus on YouTube mm -hmm. because YouTube is a platform that actually helps you to grow because they recommend your videos. Yeah. Like when you post something on Instagram, if they don't like it, that picture is gone forever. But if you post a video, what will happen is that if you watch someone else's video that's somehow close to your video, YouTube will recommend it. Yeah, yeah. And that way you get help from YouTube to get more followers. And I'll just realize like my 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 you like my YouTube exploded. My Instagram, sorry, like at one point I had like three thousand followers. And then boom, someone shared my my video where I did that one arm snatch. I don't know if you have seen that. Okay. I did it with, with one one arm and 65 kilos. And wow. that just went viral. Like every every Punjabi sick <laughs> sick muscle, Abra muscle, ah, they shared it. And I was like, damn. And so it grew and grew. And so from three thousand, like up to like ten thousand, I think in like one and a half years, something like that. So it went really fast. And from that, like maybe that was maybe three, four years ago, I'm still on the same, like Otenya, like yeah, 12,000, yeah. something like that. But my YouTube is consistent. It's like every month is increasing by through two or 300. Like mm -hmm. every month, no matter if I post or don't post it, it because my, 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 my videos are still going round and round. People are still watching them. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm like, okay, I should have started YouTube like way back because that's actually something that that helps you. And so that's where my main focus is 
is right now. But I feel like that that's similar to what we were speaking before. Is like the consistency, isn't it? It's very yeah, easy sure. for you to just blow up on Instagram overnight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And go from a, a three thousand to ten thousand followers. But yeah. YouTube seems to be more of like a consistent and exactly. uh, like um more disciplined. Should I say yeah. like a bit more of a grind? Exactly. Um, do do you you do online coaching as well, don't you? Yeah. Do you feel like uh, that was another reason to sort of hammer social media because then you can reach people all over the world? Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. That was one of the things. Like, it was easy to me for, because I I needed to look, I needed to look like, okay, where are my main uh, audience? Mm-hmm. And my main audience is from UK, uh, Canada, Australia, India. Uh, all the yeah, countries were mentioned yeah. at the beginning where all the things yeah. are <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's not sweden yeah. you know yeah so i was like okay so they are the people that want my help how can i help them and best way is online coaching and and that's really convenient for me okay I, lo- I love to stay home and work you know and like i love to be able to work at my own hours and and so yeah it was just uh, it was just a really good deal yeah yeah it is a good gig to be fair uh i keep on going to my friend who who's here and he does a lot of online coaching even then like it is still a lot of hard work but yeah, at least sure. you can you can do it remotely do you know I mean you don't have to yeah get out of bed at six o'clock in the morning to pt somebody down at the gym yeah exactly it's a bit of flexibility yeah um a question is sort of relating a bit to mental health is that with social media, especially in the fitness space, mm. is that because your income uh, through like online training and thing is directly, you're the brand, yeah? On yeah. guard things, physique is the brand. Mm. Do you ever feel pressure to stay in shape? Neta Loki Horkit in a children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, n- not. Not really because I feel like okay, Loki, Loki, not really, not really that. But I do feel, I do motivate myself uh, because of that. Because I feel like okay, I need to stay in shape because people are getting motivated from me and inspired by me, yeah. and and so yeah, that is that that is a thing that motivates me for sure. But it's not nothing that defines me. Nothing that like. I need to do that always. I will lose my my my, my things, you know. Mm-hmm. Because especially for for YouTube, I feel like my audience over there doesn't really care about my physique. Like More whenever about your I post, yeah, exactly. Whenever I post something about my training, like the views is sort of drops. Like <laughs> no one cares. But as soon as I talk about what I, what I think, Siki. Uh, my opinions then people watch like the whole video and they come back to me they dm me and like okay i like what you said this and that and so i'm really happy that actually they they like they like unkar and not unkar yeah if if you get what i mean so and and i've always tried to be very very open on my instagram as well not being you know not showing what people want to see rather than show what what I want them to see you know unkar kornia yeah yeah and uh, and that's why I'm, i i never let people to um i never let the audience decide what i should do like okay maybe i should post this picture instead and it will give give me more likes 
or maybe I should do the. Of course, it's in back of my mind. Like, what would get more likes? Of course. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be where I am today. But that is not my main. My main has always be that I'm gonna be unkar, and if you like it, I like you back. If you don't like it, find someone else. Yeah. So that and you can has... see that you're quite open as well. Like another thing with social media is that a lot of people's opinions can be directly fed straight into your inbox. Do you mean like recently you did the picture without your bag on and you had your yeah. your hair down and yeah you got like a bit of backlash from that but you were quite public and just like screenshotted the messages yeah, like receiving yeah. and things like that yeah. which is the the other thing that I was like alluding to before was like the the mental health aspect linked to social media is is it's not healthy in the sense that that many people can have an opinion on something that they only see a snapshot of mm-hmm. they only see exactly. the picture they exactly. don't see the reason why you're posting it they don't yeah. see the day that went into it they don't see anything they just see that picture and then boom their opinion can come into exactly. it exactly exactly and i'm just you know i could have i didn't have to do it you know i it, it will save me a lot of problems mm-hmm. it will save me a lot of time but i just feel like somehow someone needs to ask these questions and and make someone think twice you know and i don't know if this helped anyone or anything but a lot of people were agreeing with me and in that way i do believe that i did something good because people feel like yeah okay so i'm not wrong for doing this you know it's not it's not i shouldn't feel because a lot of people listen I, i okay it was one time i remember um i had i was i was at a uh, i was at a smagam like a kirtan program mm-hmm. and i was i was going to do my damala and i was uh, i have a kanga in my way i was doing my kanga and then i and then i was going to do a gutti and i, ha- I had a chola on and you don't have a pockets in a chola yeah. and i had my kanga and i was like what should i do with this so i put it in my mouth okay not not like eating it up you know i had it like on my lips that, yeah just like, to hold it yeah and then a sing went by and he was like sing don't put it in your in your mouth your your mouth is ganda like suchaniya mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, put it in your pockets or something and i was like oh oh yeah 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 for sure for sure and just i don't remember what i did with that and you know at just at that and uh, this was maybe i was like 15 or 16 something like that and i was really thinking about it and i was like you know we are saying that everything is a part of uh, like your your kakar is a part of your your and you know it now i would i would question him right now i would be like what what are you talking like you're wearing a kashara you yeah. know what you do in your kashara yeah. right you t- you you take a piss you fart you you know and that's your kashara like should i mention that and be like hey tenu sharam nahi aandi you well, know yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if you want to compare it like that and and I, and you know i get it like don't put it in your mouth because yeah you, you get wet or whatever but it was like a thing that 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 just on top of another just make it more strict you know if yeah. i put everything okay don't put that in your mouth don't show anyone you hear uh, you know and a lot of don't 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 don't, don't. at the end of the day people 
people would get to like, okay, what can I do? Yeah, yeah. Anna, you know, That's and it. in in Sikhi and in our community is so much. And then kind of don't do this. And then kind of and then kind of and the reason behind that is like, there's there's no reason behind that. There's yeah. there's just no logic behind that. It just like changani lagada. And you know what? I don't care about your changani lagada. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't care about what you think is right or, or don't. And that is what I'm, what I'm trying to, to make a stand for. Like, I, w- I won't let anyone to tell me anything. And there, like, with the hair thing, you know, I, I'm, I have a strong opinion that you shouldn't go anything anywhere without your turban, without your dasar. Like for me, it's not like you can leave your kakar and then go anywhere else. For me, it's like everything should be so close at you that if you need to go right this moment, you don't have to think twice. Like, have, do I have everything with me? Yeah. Right. Because a thing should be tiar per tiar. That's like we know that, Hana. Huh? That's yeah. that's nothing that that shocking. Oh, really? We we got the kakar just just because of that reason that. Whenever you have to go somewhere, you can go and you can survive. So what is the thing you need? You have your you have your kirpan to defend you and yourself. You have your kanga to make sure your hair isn't everywhere. You have your turban to fix your hair. You, again, your hair is not everywhere and you, you show everyone that you're a Sikh. You have your kushara. Obviously, you don't want to run out naked. Yeah. Hana. You have your kara to remind you that God is always with you. So that's for me, like five reasons. They should always be with you because they were given to you. And so when I posted that pictures, I also had my keski um, tied around my kamar, like a kamarkas. That's all. That's what I usually do because otherwise, where should I put it? So mm-hmm. I always had it on me. And I was like, okay, maybe people think before they speak, they see, okay, he has sernataya. He has his. His uh, the star on him, and he's waiting for it. But no, fairly people were like, "You shouldn't do that." And I was like, "Are you serious?" That's <laughs> you it. You know? Yeah. But and... it's it's similar to the 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 uncle who said, "Don't put it in your mouth." At that time, like I think people enjoy telling other people what they can and can't do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's always the vocal minority. Mm. There's that many people who agreed with you, but if people didn't disagree with you. Hmm. Would then people have agreed with you, if that makes sense? Do you know what I mean like, when if I agree with you, I'm probably not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to look at it and I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, Tiki. Yeah. And yeah. then, but it's the vocal minority, the people who disagree, always seem to be the ones who will message that talks the most. Yeah, the yeah, most, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It is. I I say this a lot on this, like on previous episodes. I feel like the and this isn't just for Sikhi, this is for every religion. The culture and the religion are separate. Like the yeah. the religion is what it should be mm. and the culture is what Loki make it. Yeah. Now, like the, the essence of it is really simple. Most yeah. religions are the same in that aspect. Like yeah, for, yeah, be yeah, nice yeah. to people, exactly. um, don't kill anybody. Do you know what I mean? Most yeah, of them are yeah. like it's things that people understand. Things. But yeah. then people get involved and try to make it more complicated than it is. Yeah. But... um. It is a it is a very weird uh, weird topic because uh, again like I imagine most of the these people if they seen you at the gym yeah uh, they, they wouldn't say anything <laughs> no 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 they probably not they probably have to take a picture or something yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah most likely exactly 
and yeah i don't i don't really get it like why why do you always need to focus on don't do this don't do that what you know you have everyone has their own journey right everyone yeah. is gonna everyone is gonna die eventually and what's what what's life is about is right here and right now it's not about afterlife it's not about you know before and after it's about right here and right now and do whatever you can to to feel good about yourself that's 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 what what life is about be happy be happy with, with yourself accept others and f- most of all accept yourself for who you are yeah 100% couldn't agree more um m- more recently going back to the social media topic that was a yeah. nice little tangent <laughs> yeah. more recently you took a break off social media yeah um what what was the reasoning behind that if you don't mind me asking no um i made a actually, i made a youtube video for that as well if someone want to see they can go like it's a little bit longer than what i would say now uh but mainly is that i just felt like i didn't have any balance anymore uh balance like i I didn't have any time off social media. Right. You know, social media should be like you have your time from, well, like a work time. You have your nine to five. But for me, it was like I could, when it was when it was time to chill and to, to watch a movie or something, I still had my phone in my hand answering DMs, checking answering checking someone commenting you know and i at the same time i was watching the movie yeah and i just felt like this is not healthy like i i really want to see i really want to watch this movie but i still have my phone in my hand and so and so that's like one of the many reasons and but that's mainly it that i i just felt like okay i need to find a balance between I can't a- answer because like since I started I I don't I haven't skipped skipped a single DM mm-hmm. like since I started this Instagram like the only one I have skipped has been the weird ones like <laughs> like whoa I don't want to get into that uh that has been like block and delete straight away <laughs> but if someone and the shoutouts, like if people like Baji, you know, I can't help everyone and people will get tired of me giving shout out to random people, you know. Uh, and uh, so that's the only one that I haven't, haven't answered. But other than that, every fitness question, every question about me, about Sikhi, about I answer everything. And that's why i'm telling you this is actually because i'm proud of this so that's why i'm telling you this uh because i know that a lot of people have like 100 unread uh, dms but for me you will only find like the one that's like a spam that's the only one otherwise i have opened them all and but that's also where where i went too far with that I get into conversations. Like I started to talk about life with a random guy, yeah. you know, and then another one and then another one. I, w- I want to help. And, and that just becomes too much. And, and I start to live in the phone instead of living the, in the reality. And I felt like I need to back off for uh, personal reasons because what was happening at that time and 
for this reason. And, and I just find like the best opportunity is right now to back off and, and come back when I feel stronger. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that is a, a theme, especially in this last year with like the virus and things going around is mm. that people can't go out and they can't see X, Y, and Z. So they spend more time virtually yeah. and then they sort of lose touch with reality and things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like living it within your phone. I say this often, like the benefits of social media are apparent because there are benefits yeah, and they are very sure. obvious benefits, mm. but the drawbacks, the bad things, they're not as obvious. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're a bit yeah. more subtle. They take their toll, but in a, in a very um, subtle sort of way, just not as yeah. obvious. Like it's yeah. easy just to say like, like you realize what happened after it happened. Exactly. And then you'd be like, Oh shit. Okay yeah yeah exactly yeah. it takes a it takes it takes its toll like it's not healthy um which is why like growing up without social media for like people of our, our age mm. is is probably you can see the balance do you know I mean you can see pre yeah. and post you can compare yeah. it whereas yeah. kids now like they can't they can't and you feel yeah. sorry because some parents will just give them tiktok yeah all the kids that are on tiktok like yeah. it'll just be like child go play for an hour and you just an hour of continuously scrolling mm. up and up and up yeah. and up and then you don't know what's real and all these mm. tiktoks are meant to catch your attention they're so yeah. over the top yeah and that's what they want exactly if you think that's mm. reality then that kid's not gonna know what reality is until it exactly. hits them in the face yeah exactly <laughs> but with your yeah. time off you've also spent a lot of time um i think improving chakti as well yeah i worked on like the back end of chakti um so focus thinking about a lot how to expand it how to work with it because right now i'm doing everything by myself and you can't really go so far with being by yourself and do all the paperwork and you know all the shippings and stuff like that so i'm trying to figure out how i can do that and right now because of corona uh, i have so many orders that i can't send right now because they haven't got anything from their back end so everyone is waiting for each other to get everything so we can start again uh so um but i have some products at home that i'm selling right now that i have on my website i just opened it last week um so i got a few orders that i'm gonna send out during this week uh but yeah i'm i really want to focus more on chuck day and i'm thinking like the more I grew, can grow my 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 YouTube, the more I can grow Chakdi, and mm-hmm. and at the same time, uh, you know, I can. That's that's basically my audience. You know, my my audience is online, and last the the before Corona, I had this idea that I'm gonna travel more, uh, yeah. and have like yeah, and have this like maybe I can do like uh, training camps for people where they can join just for a few days or maybe a one hour or something just get to know people and because being like if i was in uk or or in canada or i think that my my brand would be much much bigger mm-hmm. uh because it's easier for me to connect to people now i'm here you know and everything i can do is only with social media yeah and i want to go to camps i want to do sicky stuff and talk and inspire a motivate motivational speaker or whatever um because i know that that's something i can do um and i will talk i actually talk a lot of people with a lot of people with this i was thinking about 
going to Malaysia and do this kind of talk uh, to US. So I think it, it's it's possible that I will do it in the future when when it's possible, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm I'm trying to just grow my channels the as best as I can, and I think the more my YouTube Instagram will grow, the more traffic will grow. So that is my plan right now. Yeah, definitely. I think the good thing about um, it, like Jacqueline and growing it is that the blueprint's there, dude. I mean, there's been other fitness fitness lifestyle brands from social media. We mentioned Gymshark before. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Alpha Elite, which is Chris, yeah. Christian Guzman. Yeah. Like, um, like the, the blueprint he, is... He's is amazing, there. man. He's amazing what he has done. Yeah, yeah. He was he was one of my first inspirations getting into the gym. He was one of the first like uh social media people that I started watching, like YouTube videos and things like that. Mm. Um but yeah, like the 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 clothing brand that he's grew from that and he was with Gymshock originally and then he was like, Oh, I actually want to make my own thing. Which oh, is super was cool. he? I didn't know yeah. that. Back in the day, so when um uh maybe 2012, 2013-ish, oh, okay. he was uh he was with Gymshock um he was one of their athletes uh sponsored by them and all that he did um uh he was with his girlfriend is still i believe with jim shock nikki blackater i think yeah yeah, Uh, i don't know how i'd say last name yeah Um, she's still with jim shock right she's still with jim shock yeah yeah but they were together at the time and both of them were sponsored oh okay and then eventually he he basically wanted to grow his own thing which was alpha lead and uh, then Holly Holly, that's group as well. And yeah. they've but got that's, people that's all the over. thing. He already had a huge following. Yeah. When he started with Alpha League. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the difference with him and me that I don't have that huge following yet. Yeah. Uh, so I can't, like, it's not enough for me that to, you know, just focus on Chuck Day right now. Yeah, and, true. Uh, for me, I have to, I feel like I have to grow it more. And, and you know, right now, I'm not as as famous that I would like it to be. Yeah. And so when I get there, then I think like, okay, now I can full 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 time work on Chakde and finding uh, ambassadors all over the world. And you yeah. go the way that Christian Guzman went. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel like right now I'm not there, uh, but I know that one day I will be. Because that's what I was going to ask. Have you ever thought about like finding ambassadors and things? Because I think with Gymshark as well, the owner of Gymshark, uh, he's obviously was in all the business magazines last year because he was, uh, when he went, um, sold his majority shareholder, I think it was like a billion pound company oh, it's valued okay. at now. Yeah, so it was a really big success story in, in England because he went from pizza delivery boy to billion dollar company ceo whatever and that that was the headlines but no one really knew who he was he was the man behind the scenes but he just had the eye to get the product into the right people's hands Mm. and then that's how it sort of grew um from that because i'm pretty sure every single athlete that he uh has had as an ambassador was probably 10 times more famous than he was yeah but at the end of the day Gymshark is the thing that is he wanted to grow more than his own personal sort of uh, mm. uh, marketing but yeah. everyone has has their own different way to do it it's just interesting mm. to see because as I say I've, I've done maybe I think this is episode 20 um, and mm. 
maybe seven or eight of these have been fitness related. Oh, um, okay. So like either with personal trainers, bodybuilders, physiotherapists, anything to do with sort of fitness, because mm. I have a passion myself. And the recurring theme is mostly everyone bar one has been Sikh or um, yeah. Punjabi uh, or, or Punjabi origin. So there definitely is like an industry there. There's, as we mentioned before, pages like Sikh Muscle, shout out to them because they do an amazing job of highlighting yeah. um how many up and it are in uh, into fitness mm. so there definitely is like an audience and there definitely is an abundance of people who could be ambassadors maybe one day for track yeah yeah <laughs> for sure yeah mm. um what i like to do at the end of each episode is yeah. <laughs> we, we said it before is the same five questions i just yeah. need to get this little folder out that has all these five questions done you would think that i asked the same five every day uh, every time that i would probably know them off by heart now but just to make sure um the number one is what are you most proud of most proud of oof damn uh most proud of man that's a hard question it doesn't get easier it doesn't yeah. get easier <laughs> See, because i'm the thing is i'm so this is one of the the one of the bad things about me is that i'm ne i never get satisfied with anything mm -hmm. and and that's wrong like you sh you should be satisfied and and be proud of yourself but yeah well, where I am today, I have to say that I, I'm, I'm actually most happy with what person that I have become. I'm actually proud of who I am as a person. And yeah. I'm That's gonna, a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to end it there. <laughs> Number two is what are you most looking forward to? I'm going to get married. This Congratulations. Year. Thank you. Congratulations. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's if you didn't be... say that, the missus wouldn't be very happy. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just feel like it's 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 a right time. Uh and I feel I just I, I feel like I'm ready for it. And that's yeah, I I that kind of the life that I want right now. What is your biggest motivation? Uh, yeah, the thing is, I I've always been my my own motivation. Like for, for even for gym and stuff like that, I always, like I said with the Instagram, I had my own PRs which I wanted to be better at and stuff like that. So I have, of course, I have people that inspire me. But what motiva motivates me to be better is myself. I always want to be the better, the better I was than yesterday, and that's some that's the mindset I have every time I go inside the gym. I'm like I want to be better than I were yesterday at the gym, and as a person as well, because I believe that that's that's how you grow as a person. As soon as you think that you know it all, that's that's the time you 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 basically fail. But as soon as you, as long as you feel like you want to know something more and, and, and learn something, that's how you're going to grow and that's how you're going to be successful. So I would say that that's what motivates me. 
Number four is what is your definition of success? Uh, you have good questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think this is very, this is a very personal question. Yeah. And I think everyone has their own view in success. That's why I ask it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, right right now my success would be if if Jakde is where i want it to be uh so right now my full focus is actually on work like th- that's where my thinking is going my thinking goes to youtube i want to grow it i want to have like the hundred thousand you know to get that you know thinking, youtube thinking yeah, yeah i want it i yeah. want it that's that's something that motivates me and and you know um so yeah that that what was the question what <laughs> what is success? your definition of success oh yeah man um, <laughs> this is my a- favorite part of the podcast because i just look at people like trying to think of these amazing answers yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so interesting no. yeah it's it's hard because uh, my my definition like You know, I was thinking like, oh, you, to get money first. I was thinking, yeah, to get money be to to be stable and stuff like that. But then I was thinking, is that really it? Is that really what I want? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's this is a hard one. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer this one. It isn't. It isn't bad to be fair to say money is is a thing because I. Some people will think like, oh yeah, it's it's quite um, materialistic. But at the end of the day, like uh, I think uh, on one of the previous podcasts, somebody said, I want money so that my family is stable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So is that finance is your definition of success or is your family being happy your definition of success? Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's like, the thing. That's so the thing. It depends. Like the the people who will see the negative will see, oh, he's, um, he's just greedy. But the people who will see the positive will be like, that's a beautiful thing that he just wants yeah, exactly. his family to be happy. Mm. So you can take it like it. it it's yeah, it, that's, it's that, such a personal question. Yeah, in that case, like what what I would say is the definition of success is that if you're if you're happy with yourself. I believe like you're not responsible either to make your family happy or to make your missus happy. Like if you're happy, like Andro, like Dylan, you're truly happy. Mm-hmm. Then no matter how much money you have and how about whatever you have or not have won't really matter. If you're happy, I, I believe that that, yeah, I would say that's the definition of, 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 of my success. And right now I don't feel happy. Why? Because I'm not there with my YouTube, I'm not there with my chocolate, I'm not there with financially. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So it's a little bit of what you said, actually, and and so yeah. Work in progress. Last it's but not least. It's a work in progress for sure. Yeah. So last but not least, because it's the Culture Cast podcast. How do you think your culture has affected you thus far? Uh, the th- yeah. Hmm. The thing is. <laughs> The thing with the culture, I think like Chakade is built from the culture. Yeah. Hana? And I I don't have much like I'm I'm not very I I'm I'm a Sikh and I stand like very 
I'm not close to like cultural stuff. I'm not close. Like I live in a Western world, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we're not very familiar to that kind of stuff. But at the same time, that's what made me who I am today. Like the culture, yeah. you know, my mom and dad is our Punjabi, you know, they're, they're straight from India. Um, so I am because I, I am the one of like the person I am today has to do a little bit also about the culture. So obviously it's a big part of who I am. It's not just the, the, the Punjabi culture, but how, your Swedish culture as well. How does that play a part in, in who you are? A today? lot, a lot. Uh, I actually see myself more as a Swedish person than a, than an Indian. Yeah. And <laughs> that's actually funny because I have friends that are from uh, Chile and Iraq and they're all, I always like, uh, you know, we always kid about, you know, Chilean and Iraqi, and we always, always, and they try to do the Indian stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm Swedish. You know? <laughs> I see myself as Swedish because I actually, I do. I, I'm born and raised here, and my behavior is like Swedish people. You know, when yeah. the way we say hi to each other, the way we talk, it's Swedish. Uh, and so, so yeah, it has, it has affected me a lot as well, for sure. Yeah. That's why I asked that question is because most of the people who I have on are, um, Punjabis who aren't living in Punjab. Do you know what I mean? So you, you obviously like sing, but you're living in Sweden, the Swedish yeah. sing, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but like, it's, it's how both cultures, like for me, when I ask the question, how do you think your culture, I put emphasis on your, mm. because it's your individual culture. It's the, the, all these things that sort of, of a, an amalgamation to what you are today. Mm. It is the Indian background. It is the Swedish background. It's the Iraqi friend, the Chilean friend. Mm. Do you know what I mean? All of these things play a part for the culture. It's, yeah, yeah. It's your culture. That's why, yeah. uh, that's why everyone's answers always going to be different because everyone has a different background. Yeah. yeah for sure that um it was a really good conversation i really enjoyed really it really good man yeah we have uh, to do it again <laughs> yeah definitely definitely we will do a catch-up yeah. uh all of your socials will be linked and all that below um yeah for sure do, do you want to say anything before we finish or no not really i'm actually gonna start a podcast my own yeah yeah and it's gonna i'm gonna call it chill with unkar and uh, my so my goal with that is basically just chill with me so i'm just gonna talk with people yeah and i'm probably gonna talk to you <laughs> yeah. oh, come on I, and, i'd love to yeah and i just want it to be like it's just gonna be random not it's you know they, um, we're just gonna take a topic talk about it and then finish it so um so that's gonna be something that i look forward to as well and i look forward to it as well yeah. um yeah again thank you for your time so much this has been it's been sure. really dope and yeah. uh i feel like this this might actually be episode one of chill with a god because it was very chilled vibes you know it was really yeah. relaxed no that's nice <laughs> <laughs> it was really really relaxed yeah it's funny because when you said in the beginning you were like yeah so put your pack on yeah you know do everything <laughs> and i was like yeah i'm just gonna have my loy on you know <laughs> it's cold here in sweden so <laughs> yeah i can imagine i can imagine yeah. 